This is the weekly sales meeting for March 5th, 2023. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic, they said no. Now what? In sales, rejection comes with the territory. In fact, it is often more rejection than success. The average closing ratio of all sales professionals across all industries hovers around 10%, and that includes all the internet gurus who claim to have near 90% success rates. Of course, they can never produce any real customers. For the rest of us mere mortals, we hover in the 10% neighborhood. This is the roller coaster ride of business development. It is the funneling nature of the sales process. It puts us on the road to what former sportscaster Jim McKay would call the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. He made that phrase famous on ABC's Wide World of Sports, yet this is not a sport, it is our profession. And in our profession, the word no is something we hear often. We should be used to hearing it by now. Even if we are used to it, it still stings a bit when received. It also puts us at a crossroads in our sales development. It begs the question, they said no, now what? After you recover and dust yourself off, you have two choices. Turn tail and run, which is what your prospect or suspect is hoping will happen, or right the ship and continue the conversation. Sales guru Bo Bennett says an objection is not rejection. It is a request for more information. And no would qualify as a pretty big objection. But it is not the end of the sales process or even the end of the conversation. It is the middle round. You see, there's a book out there on how to run a business. It's a secret book. All your customers and prospects have read it. You have never heard of it as you are not in the club, but this book is entitled How to Run a Business, and in Chapter 4, Paragraph 7, there's an entire section dedicated on how to get rid of a salesperson. Again, they are privy to it, you are not. They have all read the chapter many times. In the book are techniques to get you to leave and never return, even if they need your help. Your prospects and some of your customers are counting on the advice of this section. They want it to have the desired effect on you. They want it to work quickly and be permanent. The goal is to get you to leave. You can let it bother you, or you can move unwavering into the next phase of the conversation. You can probe for the why, understand where you fell short, gain the knowledge of where you missed the mark, ask more questions, as not only does your prospect need more information, but you may also. You may have missed a key clue in your initial discovery and need to revisit this to get clarification. Whatever it is, keep your conversation active and probe for the opportunity. Asking questions is the best way to keep your party engaged. Rather than turning and running, re-engage to find extra data. From there, you can retrace your steps, find your solid footing, and proceed forward again. Like the old schoolhouse rock song, Knowledge is Power, this adage holds true in sales. It comes from the Latin, sensia potentia est. Although this phrase is most often attributed to Sir Francis Bacon, knowledge will give you confidence and staying power. The more you are invested in the sales conversation, the more you will be viewed as an ally and not another seller. By probing for this extra knowledge, it shows your resilience. This is determination. This is persistence. This is a bit stubborn and a bit masochistic, but persistence is a skill. It is coming back over and over again, despite the overwhelming odds. It is defying the odds and saying you will be a success regardless of the headwinds. One might even go as far as to say persistence is a talent. The late science fiction writer Octavia E. Butler did say that. She said, 
The big talent is persistence. It is that thing that keeps us going. Let's agree with her and call it a talent. We keep coming back for more because we know, deep down, that what we do is useful. What we have to offer is needed, and what we represent is progress, growth, and prosperity. Harness your talent and keep coming back for more. Keep coming back until there is nothing left. It is the way to be successful in sales and in life. One might argue life is sales, so they're one in the same. But your success is driven by your persistence. It is your never-give-up attitude in the face of resistance. As Dale Carnegie put it, flaming enthusiasm backed up by horse sense and persistence is the quality that most frequently makes for success. Do you have this mentality, this never-say-die attitude that keeps you in pursuit of your goal no matter if the odds are long or longer? Our selling world is going to be filled with peaks and valleys. Oftentimes, it is more valleys than peaks. At times, we will reach a plateau where we are not moving at all, but treading water. That requires immediate action and attention. Motion is one of the keys to solving the stagnation problem. Just like with treading water, if you stop moving, you will most likely sink. And in selling, that is a negative proposition. The other thing could also happen. Instead of sinking, we stagnate. It is that time when we could start coasting. If we did that, as we have determined, attrition and natural selection would put us out of business within five years. That is the predicted outcome if we did nothing. If we stayed in this pattern, our customers would leave. So we have to keep making the case for ourselves and our product or service month in and month out. This way, we continue to refill our coffers with fresh customers, fresh prospects, new leads, and new business. As Thomas Edison said, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. He knew a thing or two about not giving up. It is a parallel to the world of selling. If we give up on the first try, we may want to look for another profession. The statistics on success in selling are most sales are not made on the first contact or even the fifth. It is the eighth, ninth, or tenth contact where a customer is born. If we gave up in the early rounds, the fight will be over before the first bell. This resilience is important to move forward. It is one of the many ingredients to make us successful in our selling careers. There are others. I like this quote when it comes to selling. As important as hustle is, grit and resilience are equally as important because there's a lot of rejection in our business. Except it was not written about selling, although it should have been. It was written about politics, and it comes from Troy Carter. He is the congressman from Louisiana's 2nd District. He didn't know he would be providing us with locker room material for our next sales meeting. These traits are all part of the chemical makeup of great sellers. You can be one if you choose this attitude. If you develop these characteristics, if you have this desire to be successful and keep these ideas in your mind at all times, it is a mindset to adopt, an attitude of yes, I will instead of woe is me, like the old Mark Twain quip. If you think you can, you probably will. And if you think you can't, you are right. We may not know yet what to do with the information we uncover, but asking questions becomes the key to discovery. It may make sense to prepare a list of probing questions in case you hit an impasse with your prospects. Some might think this is to be inviting disaster, but I look at it more like preparation. If you get to the point where you cannot move forward, what then? If you are ill-prepared, the conversation will end, and you will leave with nothing anyway, so why not prepare to extend the conversation? Why not prepare to probe for more information? The famous map maker Nicholas Copernicus wrote, Those things which I am saying now may be obscure, yet they will be made clearer in their proper place. If you are prepared for the next step, it will be an easy transition to an extended conversation. When you are not prepared for the next steps, the prospect has the upper hand. You are bound to leave empty-handed without a 
next step. When you are prepared, you can make the next move. As you get better, you will learn to retrace your steps. You can lead yourself right back to the place where you lost your customer, your prospect, or the sale. There was a point in your sales conversation where you were both on the same page, and then it was gone. You didn't recognize it leaving, but the connection was gone. Retrace your steps back up to where you were both on the same page and start again. If you have a qualified prospect with a need for what you are selling and an affinity for growth, you are well within your right. If you have a prospect who is unqualified, you should have never had the conversation in the first place. In your quest to separate suspects from prospects, it should be obvious who is a player and who is a pretender. Treat each in kind. For players, back up to that place where you were both on the same page. Rectify the situation. Ask the question, where did I lose you? You are well within your right. One might say you earned it. If you reach the ultimate impasse, don't just write the business off. Determine first if you have a viable candidate. Are they worthy of the investment of time? Is there a true problem on the table? Is it one that you can solve? Are you dealing with the ultimate authority or a glorified gatekeeper? Are you convinced that this business wants to be in business in six months, a year, or five years? If yes, proceed. If no, move on to the next. If nothing is going to happen today, ask for the best alternative. That would be the next meeting with another plan, another idea. Not everyone is going to say yes to you on every occasion. But if you are solving a real business problem or meeting a need, real or perceived, you will get a seat at the table. And that is all you can ask for, a legitimate chance to win their long-term trust. Don't worry about hearing no. Worry about not having a plan to recover if you do. As the heavyweight boxer Mike Tyson once said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. What are you going to do when you hear no? My book, Yes, I'm a Salesman, You Can Be Too, is available now on Amazon.com. If you like what you have heard here today, please consider ordering a copy or two. You can always send one to a friend. You can find it now on Amazon.com.